In the previous episode... What I find most useful is to support people through a 30-day insulin receptor reset, which is what I teach in my Sweet Spot and Insulin Resistance for Health Practitioners programs. Throughout the 30 days, people are instructed to only eat foods that keep their blood sugar at 110 or below after meals. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Los Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're gonna have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. Today's episode, we're going to explore functional food for liver health. This vital body part needs just the right nourishment to be strong and healthy. And most of the clients you're going to see will have imbalances in the liver area. Dysfunction in the liver and the detoxification pathways and a lot of the other things that the liver does, by the way, can lead to so many of the symptoms that your clients will face. And I'm very excited today to be joined by one of our nutritional endocrinology community members. Isabel Yang is a certified nutritional endocrinology practitioner. She's an expert in liver health and runs a liver gallbladder flush program several times a year. She's also one of the coaches in my Energy Recharge Inner Circle, a certified nutritional consultant, and a national board certified health and wellness coach. And she's passionate about empowering people to build lifelong sustainable habits that support their inner healing power. She specializes in addition to the liver, digestive health, cancer nutrition, and detoxification, which is totally related to the liver and the gut, and to blood sugar balance. And her passion for nutrition started way back in 2008, so over 14 years ago. And since then, she's helped her clients heal from digestive challenges, reverse pre-diabetic conditions, shed body fat, reduce inflammation, decrease toxicity, and regain energy and vitality to live a vibrant, active, and purposeful life. Her approach is simple. I love this. Let the good stuff in and kick the bad stuff out. That's what we all should be doing. Her goal is to help clients take baby steps to increase nutrient absorption, reduce toxic burden, improve detox capacity, reduce stress, and get the body moving. 
and her mission is to leave the planet in a better and cleaner place for generations to come. And don't we all love that? So welcome, Isabel. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk about Lover Health. Yeah, and we've been talking in the podcast episodes recently about functional foods, right? Foods that don't just like make the taste buds happy, but foods that actually support better function in the body. And so there's different foods that are good for the whole body. There's foods that specifically the liver is going to like, and detoxification pathways are going to be liking because they support that. So I'd love to get started with just some of your favorite foods for supporting the liver and why you like them. Yeah, yeah. So the liver is, it's this little three to four pound organ. It's not too little, but it's amazing. It's the only organ in our body that can regenerate itself, but it won't regenerate on its own. It needs some help from us, Mm -hmm. from the foods that we eat or we don't eat. So my favorite, actually my, um, I'll go into like four different areas, how to support the liver and the different type of foods that will support the different functions. But my all time favorite is actually dandelion. So Mm -hmm. dandelion, it not only supports the repair of the liver, but it also stimulates bioflow as well. And one of my favorite dishes is actually dandelion. I steam it. I use some ginger, garlic, which both of them supports the liver as well. Helps the liver to detoxify better. And some coconut amino, um, sesame oil, you toss it up and it's, it's delicious. So some of these functional foods can be delicious depending on how you make it. Absolutely. Um, so that's like my all-time favorite. And I have that all the time when I do my liver flush. That's um, awesome. That sounds like yeah. a delicious thing that people can just incorporate. No, a lot of people shy away from dandelion because it tends to be bitter. So, you know, talk a little bit about that bitter being part of what its beauty is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So bitter, another thing that I like to couple with is with red beets. So red beets are are super nourishing for the liver. You look at the color, it is repre- does represent the color of the liver. And you combine both of them together, the sweet and the bitter taste, it actually tastes really good. So the bitterness in dandelion or in arugula, it stimulates bioflow. So stimulates bioflow in the liver. It helps the liver to cleanse because liver makes bile. So bile is something that we need to emulsify fat. And it's actually like liquid gold. I've heard this <laughs> I love um, that. from various places, right? It's a liquid gold detergent. It helps us to digest fat and also helps us to carry toxin out of the body. So we definitely need bile and we need bile that is flowing nicely. There, It's not stagnated. Um, people that have gallstones or gallbladder problems or accumulation of gallstones, it's biostagnation. So bitter dandelion, bitter vegetables are super important in keeping bile flowing. Yeah, that's a super important point to make, right? Because as we see our clients and they're like, you know, maybe stuck on the, the junk food or the quick food and they're just into food for taste, they tend to shy away from the bitters. And I really, really encourage everybody to 
encourage your clients, your patients to be eating more of these foods and especially, you know, things like dandelion, which in addition to being a bitter to stimulate bile, has all these great properties for helping support detoxification. And the beets, that's a great combination. Yeah. And I have another combination that's really good. I like the bitter and sweet taste. I think it balances each other. So I like to use a lot of arugula and with a little bit of banana, some hemp seed and with a type of nut milk and I blend them together and with some flax seed. All these are really nourishing for the liver and you get a little bit depending on how bitter you want it to be. You can put in a little bit more arugula if you want a little bit more bitterness or balance it out with banana. So you get a little bit of the bittersweet taste. I never thought about combining arugula and banana. What a combination. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about some of your other favorites. I know there's some herbs and, and there's all kinds of ways that we can help people to incorporate these things as food, as opposed to just handing them more and more bottles of supplements to take. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there are foods that nourish the liver and helps the liver to repair. So turmeric is really nice. Avocado is really nice. And I want to say circle back to the bile a little bit. Bile, um, it needs, we need to eat fat to stimulate the um, production of bile. It's like if we don't use it, we lose it. So eating good fat throughout for your meals regularly is important. So avocado is good for repair the liver and also for bile production. All the herbs, basil, peppermint, rosemary, different spices that you put on your natural spices that you put on your food to make it delicious. They all help with the liver, the berries. They're really high in antioxidant and mushrooms. Mushrooms Mm. like the um, shiitake mushroom, they're easy to find. And also turkey tail, they may, you might have to get them like blended powder. It's not Mm -hmm. something that you can just kind of, you know, eat, make it a dish. Oyster mushrooms, you can find that. So mushrooms are good. Um, for supporting the liver. Um, And then we want um, to also incorporate foods that promotes the liver to cleanse, to release toxins. So, and like spirulina, carilla, green matcha tea are really good. Sea vegetables are really good. And milk thistle, milk Mm -hmm. thistle supports the liver and also encourages the liver to release toxin. And burdock, burdock roots, Mm. they're pretty popular in in Asian dishes. You can kind of stir fry them or you can make them as soup. So that's really good one too. Oh, and apple, apple with red skins, red skins, apple juice has got malic acid. It helps the liver to cleanse and also soften the gallstones and apples contain pectin. So it helps with binding to toxins in the intestinal tract and you know, have the bile carry them out. So those are really um, good foods to have for um, cleansing. I love it. I love it. And you're talking foods, right? So yeah, people yeah. can get a milk thistle tincture, but the downside of a milk thistle tincture is you need it 85% alcohol. And if somebody has an impaired liver, it's not the best thing. So you can get milk thistle as seeds and you can um, grind them up and add them to salads and salad dressings and various things like that. So I love that. What about radishes? Radishes are supposed to be super good. Yeah, radishes are really good too. Radishes will help with the liver detoxification phase one and phase two. So radishes are really good. And another set of food that I really like is foods are rich in glutathione. So as the liver is 
really busy processing all the, you know, 80, 84,000 different <laughs> toxins in our environment and needs a lot of support. And glutathione is one of those foods. It can be in foods or in, in, in supplements that helps the body neutralize free radicals while our liver is processing these toxins. And it's, it is the primary detoxifier for heavy metals and to protect our mitochondria DNA. So foods are rich in glutathione or spinach. Avocado, once again, that's a, one of my favorite too. Mine too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. 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 Asparagus. Asparagus is rich in glutathione. Okra, lime is rich in glutathione. And there are foods that our body makes glutathione. So like, for example, cruciferous vegetables are really um really good in helping our body make glutathione, onion, garlic, sunflower, sesame seeds, chickpea, if you do eat beans, and some of the animal proteins, they also help with making glutathione. And you just have to make sure that the animal protein that you do eat come from, um, come from pasture-raised, clean um, sources. Exactly, exactly. So there's not just any one food. And a lot of people get hung up on, oh, yeah, this is the best food for liver support or for gut support or whatever. And they get hung up on that and have to eat that over and over again. But look at the variety. And I know as practitioners, we run across a lot of... um, let's just say hesitation and resistance to changing diet too much. And what I find is when you understand, you know, what Isabel just said about how these foods affect and what the downside of not consuming these foods are, a lot of times people come on board and say, oh, okay, and you give them recipes. It's really important that you provide some recipes and support for people when they're in these need. And most people are in the need, get face it, for liver support because we live in a toxic environment. People are eating toxic food. They're breathing toxic air. And we need to just keep the liver humming and flowing. And I know that you you like to take people through a liver cleanse. We do want to do that on a regular basis, but we need to in between do what I like to call everyday detox, right? When you're including these amazing foods on a regular basis. So say a little bit about, um, is there anything more you want to say? I, I just am fascinated with radishes, black radishes and all kinds of radishes and their effect on the liver. Do you, do you have any insights on the mechanism that those have in working with the liver? Um, no, not, not radishes. Actually, I haven't looking, um, look into them, but I will. That's a really good point. So I've just been using a lot of lemon and lime. That's another yes, thing. It's lemon like and lime. lime. And then the peel, the lime peel has a lot of lemony and that helps the liver to detox. Yeah. And one of my favorite herbs is dill. I love dill and garlic together. And that's one of my favorite dips to make for liver support. So you can see, you can, you can create and help people to incorporate these amazing foods. But what happens, look, we'll t- let's talk about some of the foods that people are eating that are hurting and, and like thwarting liver detoxification. And then I want to talk oh. about <laughs> what, what you can do to, uh, to support people on a regular basis. <laughs> Yeah, so the foods are, are really harmful for the liver is rancid fat, any type of fat that's rancid vegetable oils, vegetable oils, peanut oil, mm. peanut oil, um, processed foods, any type of processed foods, chips, cakes, and also anything that's white, right? White bread, <laughs> white rice, and anything that's, if you do eat foods from a package, if you 
turn to the back and you look at the ingredient, you have to look at the ingredient because um, although, for example, like trans fat, it could be on the box as well, it doesn't contain trans fat, but the FDA does allow 0.5 gram of trans fat per serving. It's not the whole box, the whole thing, but it allows 0.5 gram per serving. If there are five servings, then you are getting 2.5 grams of trans fat in whatever packaged food that you're eating. So reading the ingredients in the back of the box and the front of the box is really, really important to know exactly what you're putting into your body. Mm -hmm. So like fried foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fried foods is it's my it's it's my number one no no. There's no the once you fry the food, it's dead, and then all that rancid oil gets yeah. in your into your body, cause in causing inflammation. So absolutely, absolutely, and I love what you said about um, the trans fats and the servings, and that's something that we should be really aware and be teaching people is that you may look at the back of this thing and you may say, oh, it only has point whatever whatever sugar trans fats whatever. But you have to look at the serving size because you may be holding this this package of something that really you consider a single serving. And in order to get by, you know, some of this the regulations, they're listing it as 10 servings. And you're like, what is this, 10 servings for a mouse? Like seriously? You know, so it's really important what you point out is that first of all, I, I think that food shouldn't be coming from packages, but the truth of the matter is this is what people are doing. So we, yeah, we want to get people to the ideal of eating just whole foods, but some of the things do come in packages and we do need to, to educate folks as to the deceptive practices on the labels, because it can be very detrimental to your liver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens? Like people are people, (laughs) right? (laughs) Then they go out and they eat at restaurants and they don't ask about the ingredients and they eat packaged foods because it's convenient and they're in a hurry and all this stuff. And yeah, our goal as practitioners is to guide them to get closer and closer and closer to a really, a real foods diet. But the truth is they don't. And then we also have stress and all these other factors that affect liver detoxification. So tell us a little bit about what you guide people through on a regular basis in your second heart cleanse. Yeah, so the second heart cleanse, um, the purpose of the cleanse is actually to loosen biostagnation and also to promote the release of gallstones from the liver or the gallbladder. We don't know if anybody have gallstones or gallbladder, but for all the people that have gone through the cleanse, I think all, everyone's released some, some are less than the other, but the purpose of the cleanse is really to help people eat healthy diet with real food, mm-hmm. right? With real food and to take time for themselves for self-care. A lot of times we're really busy helping other people work, you know, taking care of children and working and all that. So it's it's a process where we go and go deeper within ourselves and do some self-reflection as well to look at, you know, is this something, the life that you're happy with? Are you just moving by the motion or this is really what you want to do day in and day out? So it's both uh, emotional, it's a spiritual and also a physical cleanse where we're promoting lifestyle and also healthy eating. Awesome. To, yeah, to nourish and keep the liver happy. 
and I've been through it many times. I can't even count anymore, maybe six times or something. And I eat cleanly all the time. I really am pristine. You've been around me to know that I'm not a slouch, right? When it comes no, to food. No, there's only yeah. one thing you need to remove. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And I usually go through that whole thing and I go, oh, I got to get rid of chocolate this week. And that's one of my vices. So anyway, but uh, but the point is that even then, because of stress, because of the environment, because of the things, the, the, the uh, water I drink almost exclusively from home. So I'm not getting a lot of toxins that way, but we all are under, there's stress and there's lack of sleep and there's emotional stuff. And I just really find it to be helpful every three months or so to just take a break and really focus. And sometimes I do fasting and sometimes I'll do juice things, but this is a, it's very nice to have the support of a group that's going through the same thing. I mean, I eat the way you teach to eat all the time, except for chocolate. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know uh, it's like, can I have chocolate? It's like, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no. Can I just have a little bit? But it's an, addic- it is an addictive food. And, um, Part of it, me feels like my body needs it, and part of me feels like it's just I'm addicted to it. I don't know. Anyway, but the point is that it's important that we uh, share with our clients and you know with yourselves, your family members, that you can be pristine and you want to be as clean as possible throughout, and that's super important. And don't let detoxing three months or whatever it is get you out of that mode. It's like, okay, I'm just going to go eat pizza for a while and then I'll go, just go back and do another cleanse. That's not going to get to the long-term effect of having a nicely performing liver that's keeping the body clean, keeping the blood clean, keeping the gut clean, and keeping you from suffering from all those crazy things that people suffer from in this world, autoimmune disease, cancer, heart disease, et cetera. So I super appreciate that. And we've got the link to connect with Isabel. So you can tell them, you know, the name of your website, but we'll have it on the page. So go to the speaker page and uh, connect. And you had a free gift, I think, too. Yes, I have a free gift on the website where I um, share with you some of the recipes that I just talked about. And I also share with you um, a little bit about cleansing and detoxing, how to do it right. Because if you, um, like I said, if you don't open up elimination path pathway and you don't have these foods to support you, it could actually backfire. So I yeah. have information about that um, as well. And all the different foods to support detoxification and the liver. Great. Awesome. So I appreciate you so much, Isabel. Thank you so much. Is there one one like gem that you would like to leave people with? Um, yes, I think two things I think I always tell my clients is to sleep and go out in the sun. I mean, that's the best thing that you can do for yourself is to sleep and get out in the sun. Yes. So those are super important, vital companions to eating clean. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Reinvent Healthcare. I invite you to take action to support your clients using food, to support optimal liver function. If you have any questions, visit www.reinventhealthcare.com and click on the link to ask a question. It's on the top navigation bar. We devote an entire show every month or two to answering your questions on the air. So here are your action steps. Are you ready? Start by addressing the foundational principles of overall good health. Proper liver function relies on adequate sleep, movement, sunshine, and fresh air, and specific foods that optimize liver function. 
We talked about dandelion, arugula, citrus peel, mushrooms, burdock, radishes, avocado, and more. We also discussed herbs and spices like rosemary, turmeric, and mint, and the importance of keeping bile moving. As you work with clients, be sure to give them recipes that use liver-supportive foods and herbs. Isabel talked about how she combines these foods into delicious recipes. Be sure to download the list of foods for detoxification that Isabel shared on the speaker page. The more you master the art of using functional food principles to balance hormones and body functions, the greater your success with clients. This will lead to a thriving and fulfilling practice where you feel great at the end of the day because you're changing lives for the better. Remember to download the functional food guide to access the charts we've discussed and more. Go to www.reinventhealthcare.com forward slash food. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.